You're listening to the KCSU Music Podcast from the studios here in Fort Collins, Colorado. I'm Laurel Turner, and um, I'm going to share with you today an interview I had with Mr. Dingo Rose from Elephant Revival. Alongside talking about where Elephant Revival got their name and their inspiration for the band, uh, we also talk about some of his, uh, well, favorite tracks, although he doesn't really pick one, and what he sees Elephant Revival as, as bigger than a band and more of a community. It's a very, very cool conversation. Um, Elephant Revival decided to come through Fort Collins and play the Aggie Theater uh, in December at the same time as announcing their headlining at Red Rocks in May of 2017. So without further ado, please enjoy my interview with Dango Rose from Elephant Revival. All right, so Dango, you are a founding member of Elephant Revival. You play bass, if I remember correctly, among other things. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, that's true. <laughs> could you describe Elephant Revival to the folks at home who aren't familiar with you? Uh, well, that's a that's a great question uh, to describe us. We're uh, five or six multi-instrumentalists and songwriters that have come together for a common purpose of sharing our creativity uh, and our, our creations with each other and with the world. And in so doing, um, have, you know, since the beginning had an idea of creating a, a, you know, community that is much bigger than the band itself. So kind of co-collaboration and co-creation with uh, all of our fans as well to sort of, you know, be part of something that is more than just the band. So how do you see... um... How do you see the growth and like the popularity of Elephant Revival over time? Because um, I know you guys just performed at New West Fest this year, and before that was Red Rocks. You're gonna do Red Rocks again, um, but I also know that one of your first shows in Fort Collins was at Avos. Uh, oh yeah, yeah <laughs> that feels like a, Avos, uh, a big journey. Handful. Yeah, it's pretty cool, you know. And Avos is a great venue. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> I should. love Avos. I mean, I would come. Yeah, I think all of us would come back and play Avos again, to be honest. <laughs> Just for the curly um, fries alone. <laughs> Sorry, I'm making soup right now, so if you hear things in the background. Um, <laughs> That's okay. We, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a journey. Uh, you know, I think we were all, we've all been very dedicated and um, compelled uh, to continue uh, the journey through 10 years. Uh, you start at the beginning, uh, the beginning in Fort Collins, you know, may be Avos, it might be somewhere else. And you just sort of keep your intentions on where you want to go <laughs> and and believe in each other, believe in ourselves and set the course and set that direction towards true north and uh, put up the sails and, you know, off off we go. I believe that we felt very strongly that that we had something worth sharing. So we decided to do whatever it took and whatever it takes to continue sharing it. That sounds very organic. I think that's probably the perfect word for it because the music itself that you guys put out feels like mountain music, but it feels just organic and ethereal and that it belongs there. I kind of dig that the 
process and the vision sounds like it reflects that it's just very organic of doing what you're doing and then getting more people kind of on board with it yeah you know we um we haven't had that uh, exponential sort of radio hit type growth Mm -hmm. uh, that has sent some of our you know um colleagues or uh comrade i don't what word am i looking for contemporaries contemporaries <laughs> sorry that's no, okay um yeah uh you know just like up the radio charts or anything so yeah it has been a very organic process um kind of if you build it they will come mm-hmm. sort of thing so would you say that like songwriting or figuring out you know the new sound for a new album or or when you're just writing music does it also reflect that like I'm kind of curious what it's like to write a song as a band yeah we have written uh, several songs as a band Uh, most often people sort of bring in uh, pretty full ideas or close to full ideas sometimes it's melody sometimes it's lyrics sometimes it's you know, the creative shell is there. Mm-hmm. Um, songwriting itself is a different process for everyone. Uh, sometimes it starts with a vocal melody. Bonnie hears a lot, you know, just going to listen to the birds and nature, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, it, it's just a, it's a process that we all sort of add to. That's uh, cool. Nuanced. Each each song comes about differently, mm-hmm. and each one of us has a different process in songwriting. I could probably go on for forty five minutes. About <laughs> it. So, how did the band start? You guys are from just outside of Boulder, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the band uh, kind of had a home base in Netherland mm-hmm. uh, for a while, and it sort of expanded all across Boulder County. We started. Uh, finding each other at festivals and music festivals across the country, um, also in Colorado, uh, dating as far back as 2003, and at uh, some clubs um, out in the Northeast. and Kind of crisscrossed the country and made the intention to connect with each other when we could. And that led into more of a desire to keep connecting with each other until one day, we just started booking shows, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Uh, and then um, and there was sort of a collection of people, and, and the ones that came uh, became the Elephant Revival concept, and then the ones that stayed uh, became the Elephant Revival. So why Elephant Revival as the name? There was... Um, a group of elephants, three elephants at the Lincoln Park Zoo in Chicago. And this is back in 2005, but they had been together for 16 years. Mm -hmm. And the zookeepers started to separate them because other zoos around the country needed elephants. At the time, I was in Chicago visiting some family, and I was busking. I was playing the mandolin outside the elephant cages. And uh, each elephant that was separated uh, passed away. And they all died within months of each other. And then wow. The elephant cage was empty. It seemed like a good time to move on and to adopt the totem of the elephant uh, for the tribal nature uh, and sort of the family structures that they bring and um, keep. And so it was sort of a call to arms, and that was sort of the uh, spark 
for what was actually originally the Great American Elephant Revival concept. And it was just an idea. And then from that idea spawned uh, more refinement of the idea. But really, it, it led me to uh, Oklahoma. And that's where uh, Bonnie and her family, big, big family, and spent a lot of time up in the Ozark Mountains. And it, the Ozark Mountains became a gathering ground for us uh, outside of uh, uh, Tahlequah, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I feel like um, sometimes band names have a story and sometimes they don't. And I feel like the story that you just shared uh, feels so perfect for what Elephant Revival is. Yeah, there's meaning. You mm-hmm. know, there's meaning behind it. Yeah, there's there's meaning and there's depth and it's just, um, it's really cool. Thank you. <laughs> Let's talk about some of the albums that you guys have put out more recently because... Um, Obviously, I've listened to Petals, and when you guys played at New West Fest, you played some stuff off of that album uh, that you mm-hmm. released back in March. How do you see your sound as it's grown and evolved over time from these changing skies and uh, even maybe back to It's Alive? How is Petals kind of like compared to those two? Yeah, Petals is a departure point, I would say, because it marks uh, sort of the coming of Charlie Rose, um, who is a uh, musical friend of ours from early 2000s and -hmm. the departure of Sage Cook. Uh, They both actually had an original invitation to join the band. And in 2006, uh, Sage came and came with us and Charlie was off doing many other things. Uh, So it's interesting how that all came about. So and his instrumentation, the pedal steel, um, adds a lot of the woven sort of tapestry on pedals as well as the introduction of Bonnie Payne's cello mm-hmm. and more of a focus on the duet of uh, Bonnie and Daniel uh, taking lead on the vocals and also adding songwriting styles, a new songwriting style from Charlie, and then, um, you know, a songwriting style of my own uh, while having other voices take the lead on the vocals yeah. and then having all those cello tunes. So it really is a creative departure and these changing skies, um, they're both uh, they're both my favorite albums, <laughs> honestly. Um, and then it's alive is really cool too because that was a totally different method that was yeah. uh, recorded in super audio, and was pretty much all of us playing live in the studio, mm-hmm. and that came out great as well. Yeah, um, I, I love all three of them, and I I always appreciate the opportunity to uh, interview artists and bands that I'm actually fairly familiar with. Um, mm-hmm. And I dig all three albums, but they're definitely, each of them kind of has their own identity while still being like part of a family. Um, and yeah. I, I really dig yeah. the sound of Petals. I mean, obviously I like all of it, but Petals has something different to it that's just really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I agree. It's, it's And it's, it feels very cohesive too. Mm-hmm. Like it's um, a listening experience from top to bottom. That yeah, has a common thread. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it's certainly a lot of fun to listen to live as well. Because um, New West Fest was just really—I mean, it was really cool this year. Probably one of the better years for it. But I just your concert was so cool because there's lots of different people in your audience that are all jamming mm-hmm. to the same things, and I just—I always love it when that sort of thing happens. 
Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I would agree. I think that's important uh, in these times. So what is it like for you guys um, touring? Has it ever been hard being away from Colorado, or do you see it more of a um, kind of reaching out and in a sense kind of spreading the word of like what you guys do and what Elephant Revival is? It's everything. I mean, there's there's great points about it where we are reaching out and building communities across the country and, uh, you know, in Europe as well at times and Canada. Mm-hmm. You know, so there and we are connecting with so many people and getting a pulse of what's going on in all the different regions of the country. So uh, the list of positives uh, in the touring is, is wonderful. It's great. Um, touring's touring's hard. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's ever been a time or a band that could say otherwise. Uh, life on the road is is not easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's there's pros and cons, um, and and you know we try to uh, reduce our carbon footprint as much as we can. Uh, carbon offsetting, uh, trying to get our generators, um, or try just trying to get solar. Um, solar power uh, on our new bus, yeah. um, you know, to run things inside, doing what we can. We used to, in the beginning days, we used to run veggie oil uh, conversions. That's so cool. Um, it's just, you know, we do, we do what we can. Um, but yeah, being away from, uh, from home and uh, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's the best of times and it's the worst of times, <laughs> <laughs> but overall it's pretty awesome. That's awesome. Um, so what is it like being in other cities? I mean, you can even like give an example of one that seems like it's so different from Netherland, Colorado. Oh yeah. Or Boulder or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, or Fort Collins, you know? Yeah. The best Um, of the hippie towns. (laughs) Yeah. Austin, Austin, Texas, you know, that place is like its own cultural hotbed. Absolutely. You know, at times I don't even feel like I'm in America, um, <laughs> which is cool. Um, I, I like countries that feel like that. Montreal, for instance. Of course, I'm not in America when I'm in Montreal, but in Montreal, you feel like you're in Europe. Uh, Vancouver, B.C. is like a city made out of glass. Um, I love Whitefish, Montana. Um, Portland, of course, yeah. is one of the greatest uh, cities to feel like you can thrive and be healthy in. And San Francisco, the only thing about there is it's just gotten over overpriced, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's cool. I mean, part of the cool thing about being on the road is I could really just run these lists of cities in my head and at this point be like, wow, yeah, this and this and this. You know, it's like I have a feeling. I could close my eyes and I could place myself back there. Oh, that's pretty cool. I mean, I mean, it's probably a similar experience that travel writers have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just a a traveling lifestyle. So, um, how is the yeah. um, the community that you get when you travel outside of Colorado, or even like you know stereotypical hippie cities? When you have people that are just really into elephant revival, is it a? I imagine it's an interesting experience. Um, but what's the yeah, community you know, like when you're I, out there? I mean, there's there's the quintessential hippie cities, right? Or yeah. quote unquote, Burlington, Vermont, Asheville, North Carolina, Boulder, mm-hmm. Portland, San Francisco, right? To name a few. Um, but I don't think there's such thing as a hippie anymore. I I I, I just think it's totally transformed uh, into something totally new and different. 
Um, and I, you know, and for any of the, uh, my old hippie friends out there, uh, I apologize for saying that because I absolutely, <laughs> I think I just, I, I don't know if that was politically correct in a hippie way, <laughs> but it's different now. I mean, it's more luminary. I, I think what's happening now is something that's really just about consciousness. Mm-hmm. And perhaps it was then too, right? So it's kind of fighting the same battles, but it's under a different spell. It's under a different veil, sheath. Um, but it's truth. So whatever encapsulates and promotes and expresses truth is something that we believe in. And there's alternate truths existing at the same time, but there is ultimate truths. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that I kind of dig uh, meeting and connecting with on the road. Um, but it comes in many different veils. I mean, it could come behind a suit and a tie and a briefcase and somebody going to a nine to five. There's no distinctions. I think that's what's kind of cool about the modern day hippie mentality is that really it's just a, it's more of a luminary. I love that. That's so cool. Um, but that's just me waxing poetic about it. <laughs> I I feel like it it deserves the poetry. I uh it wouldn't feel right if it wasn't poetic and ethereal sounding. Um Oh, I knew what I was going to ask. Since you guys are from Netherlands, have you ever participated in Frozen Dead Guy Days? Oh, totally. I I played <laughs> in the first Frozen Dead Guy Days. Um with an old-time string band called High on the Hog. Um so yeah, that's like 15 years ago or whatever. That's amazing. So yeah, I, I have, I could, I played in the first one, but yeah, <laughs> Elephant Revival, we did like maybe three or four Frozen Tech Guy days. That's very cool. Um, I feel like you yeah. haven't made it unless you're, you're playing Frozen Dead Guy days. You haven't made something. I don't know what it is, <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Frozen Dead Guy days. I, I got so excited that I, could ask that question because you can't ask very many people that question but well the thing is it's not like a surprise like it's just normal it's like mm-hmm. so it's normal. just what you do it's like tour de <laughs> so fat yeah, yeah, in fort collins yeah what's that it's like tour de fat oh yeah yeah but you're not really in fort collins unless you you've gone to at least one um absolutely okay so do you have a favorite track overall or favorite tracks or favorite track from each album oh no i don't pick favorites (laughs) i figured you wouldn't be the type to pick favorites each track has its own special something yeah yeah you know um one track that i wish we played more is on and on really honest Mm -hmm. Uh, so which i believe is track number four off of pedals yeah yeah maybe we should yeah if you're gonna play one maybe we play that one tonight um, or you can play it Friday when you're up here because I'll be there. Yeah, that's a that's a good call. Um, we should. We shall see. <laughs> um. All right. Then I'm gonna ask my last question, which is my fun question. Okay. And it is that if you could jam or spend time with any artist, alive or dead, or even a whole band. Who would you choose? Ah, I'd probably choose Paul Simon. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? I think he's one of the 
greatest songwriters, kind of like an American treasure, mm-hmm. and just his experience of putting all the world music behind it, and sort yeah. of, you know, how that's, you know, happened over the years, because uh, you don't really hear too much from him. No, you, you don't. His music, you know. I mean, I believe that he put out an album recently, but. Um... No, I think you bring up an interesting point because he is one of the greater American songwriters. Most people would immediately go to Bob Dylan, but I think Paul Simon is an interesting choice. Yeah, Paul Simon is a poet. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I may have said Leonard Cohen. Um, yeah. And before that, I would have said Levon Helm or Rick Danko. Well, you, you can't, you can't <laughs> so, jinx it now. You're going to start running out of options. I know. It's just they all just have passed away god rest their souls mm-hmm. um yeah so there we have it there we have it i would like to thank dango rose again for interviewing with me um elephant revival honestly is one of my favorite bands and i'm so glad to see them successful and very happy to have interviewed with them and of course seen their concert here in fort collins please subscribe to the kcsu music podcast check out all of our content online on soundcloud and kcsufm.com i'm laurel turner thank you so much for listening background music for the kcsu music podcast is generously provided by our good friend joshua horton (laughs) 